You are tuned in to the Sparkles and Fairy Lights podcast. Imogen Campbell is your host and she will tackle issues that tend to sneak up on one and wreak havoc on the unprepared midlife soul. First up, perimenopause. If you are in your 20s or 30s, feel free to join the conversation and be ignorant no more. Welcome to the Sparkles and Fairy Lights podcast. Thank you for joining me for the second half of season one. We're in the run up to Christmas, and I'm sure that you are running around dealing with so many things. So I promise to be quick and not waste your time. Let me take you through a whistle stop rundown of the rest of the body and how it is affected by aging and hormones post 40, literally helping to keep you abreast of things and on your toes. My primary motivation, as you know, is to create awareness, but I do not want to discourage you in the process as life is a gift of untold blessing and should be cherished. So even in this, I strive to be measured and balanced in every way. For those in their 40s who have no clue, and for those yet to hit 40, I utterly hope that this podcast will be a catalyst for discovery and curiosity, that it will propel a quest for knowledge, and after all that, help to prepare women for this precious stage in their lives. I trust that it will enable them to make great decisions that can save heartache, and later on, also some hard-earned cash. And more than anything else, I want women to live extraordinary, sparkling lives through it all. Knowledge is truly power. Right, the neck is first up for special treatment. It has similar skin to the face and decolletage, and therefore, utmost care must be taken with this often neglected part of our bodies. How many a video or article does not cite the need to take extra precaution for this part of the body, or at least the same as for the face? Your neck, you see, is the way your body will show you your age. Even though your face has been well cared for, your neck will tell the true story. Yes, I think we have all heard this, but it will hit the call. I know I took shortcuts and was guilty of neglect. I'm trying to keep things positive, so no need to be discussing turkey neck as opposed to turtle neck, I mean. However, in case you are unaware what I'm talking about, let's go. Turkey neck, sometimes called turkey gobble neck, is basically loose neck, skin, and muscles, says Dr. Larry Pollock, a board-certified plastic surgeon affiliated with Shark Memorial Hospital. It can be hereditary, but it is most often due to aging, ultraviolet damage or weight loss. Dr. Pollock explains that the neck skin and muscles become loose once we reach age 40. The skin becomes less able to shrink with weight loss and weakened muscles can create a banded appearance. Furthermore, an article on the Neo Health Clinic website has this to say about it. Although the skin of the lower neckline, shoulder and upper chest, collectively called the decolletage, is just as sensitive as the face, when it comes to the daily cleanse or applying sunscreen and moisturizers, this area is easily forgotten. With the decolletage, there is no quick fix surgical solution. A facelift or neck wrinkle treatment such as a neck lift is great for neck wrinkles but will not address the aging chest or cleavage. Collagen-inducing skin treatments, such as laser therapy, microneedling, and injectables are effective ways to restore the youthful and radiant glow of the decolletage. 
I think it would be a gross understatement on my part when I say that the culture we live is quite obsessed by the female breast. It is, after all, a thing of great beauty and fascination. But by the time a woman hits her 40s, it could also usher in a different kind of obsession, a fear of the scourge of breast cancer. The diagnosis thereof is incredibly crushing. Since the prevalence of breast cancer starts to accelerate in the 40s, regular breast examinations are imperative, once a month at the same time or in a month. For those who may be unaware, this will help you to know your breasts and identify anything that may feel foreign or strange. A visit to your healthcare practitioner is then of paramount importance. Women with the history of breast cancer in the family, as I do, as I have, should be even more vigilant and get the regular, requisite screenings. For those who are unsure, I refer to mammograms and breast ultrasounds. In the run-up to menopause and perimenopause, um, the latter, which can start as early as 10 years prior to menopause, women experience erratic hormonal fluctuations and the breasts take a huge battery. From changes in the breast tissue to breast pain and tenderness to sagging, soreness and engorgement, to name but a few, as well as painful nipples. An increase in breast size is also a sign of perimenopause and according to various statistics, some 20% of women will increase by more than two cup sizes by the time they hit menopause. After everything we've discussed so far, it's no wonder that we struggle through this time. But it's also when the heart palpitations and anxiety become an undesired reality. These symptoms can also be accompanied by excessive bloating and burping, as well as increased incidence of acid reflux. Yep, rich in natural gas, but I think most would probably prefer the riches in another form. <laughs> Talking about having extra unwanted burdens. Something that so many women seem to struggle with is the persistent belly fat that now surrounds the middle the dreaded middle-aged spread or muffin top, as some may know it. Many women have expressed that even though concerted effort has been exerted to tackle it, from radical changes to their diets, exercising regularly and generally doing all they can to move this fat, it just seems immovable and incredibly stubborn. Proven methods that have moved it in the past simply no longer work. As a consequence, many are left reeling and depressed by this development, as there seems to be zero correlation between effort and results. At this stage, weight gain is one of the biggest bugbears of life, but the good news is that the right lifestyle changes can rectify it, while dying on the treadmill, trying to shift it, most certainly is not the way to do it. World-renowned doctors have dissected this phenomenon and various older influences on social platforms too. What's encouraging to see is that the latter's lived experience have yielded promising results. They've passed on the knowledge to help others and generally they are positive that the nefarious belly fat need not stick around indefinitely. What a belief. In a Share Care medically reviewed article, Michael Golust writes about why body shape changes in middle age and I quote, if you're journeying through your 40s, you may have noticed excess pounds gravitating to your midsection. Why does this happen? In many people, it's because of the shifting hormones and slowing metabolism that come with extra birthday candles. They have a way of rewriting the rules of weight loss after the age of 40. Muscle burns about twice as many calories as fat, 
Starting in your mid-40s, people lose about 1% of muscle mass every year. And that loss accelerates when estrogen dwindles. Because every pound of muscle tortures about 7 to 10 calories a day, losing several ounces here and there can gradually lead to a growing waistline. Now that the belly has been covered, it's time to move to the nether regions. <laughs> Menstrual irregularity is often the first sign of perimenopause, and some women may experience heavy bleeding during their period. Many of us are familiar with the backache that invariably accompanied menstruation over all the years, but it can now become a regular companion. As estrogen levels drop off as menopause approaches, women experience more vaginal dryness. Many bemoan a loss of libido at this time too. Ladybirds become thinner and less elastic. An article in Health put it this way. During your 40s and 50s, your body starts producing less estrogen as you enter perimenopause. The transition period before menopause. This is most common in the 40s. But for some women, it can be later. John Topple, MD, and Ogden at River Place Ogden Old Health. Estrogen keeps vaginal collagen plump and moist and helps to provide good blood flow to the area. During perimenopause, decreasing estrogen levels can make vaginal tissue thinner and less elastic. Your vagina might also produce less lubrication and feel dry, sore and irritated, especially during sex. Once you enter menopause and your period officially stops, you're even more likely to deal with vaginal dryness and thinning vaginal tissue known as vulvovaginal atrophy. On average, most US women enter menopause around age 52. After menopause, you may also notice changes in your vagina's appearance. Your vagina and clitoris may shrink and your labia may become less full, potentially changing in color and starting to sag. A decrease in collagen may contribute to sagging skin all over your body, including your vagina and weak pelvic floor muscles. Going to the toilet more often becomes a growing reality for women. All of a sudden, women become prone to bladder leakage. Loss of control embarrassingly starts to encroach on one from down there. Pelvic floor exercises are recommended and said to be helpful. Recently, Fatigue has entered the fluctuating hormonal whirlpool and hits me hard. I know that I've not overexerted myself in the least, but the tiredness and lethargy remain. I'm so glad that I'm aware that feelings of extreme exhaustion and or complete loss of energy are common signs of perimenopause and that I can be quite kind to myself through it all, knowing that this too will pass and that I am currently looking into natural remedies to help to alleviate the symptoms and get some extra energy. I think you can hear it in my voice. <laughs> um, I've just been exhausted for no reason. Add to this midlife recipe of hormonal fluctuation and increasing confusion, a host of food cravings, which can be sweet and or savory. And it's clear that the precursor to the great change as menopause has been called, is nothing less than dramatic to an unsuspecting woman who has just entered her 40s. Furthermore, varicose veins are also likely to start making an appearance as prevalence thereof starts to increase in our 40s. And we may also start to experience swollen legs and feet more often as well. 
When I first entered the quaternarian decade, yes, the 40s for you, my hair started to thin and I woke up with stiff extremities in the mornings. And so it starts. But in time, restless legs may also start to put in an appearance. What is that? Let me introduce you to another symptom that steals precious sleep at the stage of our lives. According to the United States National Institute of Neurological Disorders and Stroke, they say, Restless Legs Syndrome, RLS, also called willis Eggbaum disease, causes unpleasant or uncomfortable sensations in the legs and an irresistible urge to move them. Symptoms commonly occur in the late afternoon or evening hours and are often most severe at night when a person is resting, such as sitting or lying in bed. Guess what, eh? <laughs> While we are on the topic of weird sensations, are you aware that some women experience what is known as electric shocks? What on earth is that, you might ask? Well, some women have routinely expressed the feeling of electric shock sensations under the skin. Add to that heady mix formication, which I mentioned before, and is when perimenopausal women have reported sensations that can be likened to insects crawling over the skin on the arms and legs. Yes, and all that attributed to the hormones that are fluctuating. Though this may be a lot to take in, besides being fairly frightening, it is great to know so that when it does affect one, it need not be so terrifying. And knowing that hormones are out of balance somehow is half the battle won. It's why I won't shy away from talking about it. As I've alluded to before with regard to the legs, women find that their heels are extremely dry. So special care is needed when wearing those killer sandals in summer. Don't let those dry, peeling heels affect your sensational look. We deal with feet in an episode early in the new year, and I will tackle this in more depth then. However, something unrelated to the dry skin of heels is up next. Dry skin brushing. And yes, I'm a fan. As we age, our bodies need more exercise and tender care to keep everything going as it should. Not to be dramatic, we need to put in more work to counteract the body's sluggish response in some spheres. I find that my lymphatic system gets a beautiful kickstart with dry skin brushing and it helps my skin to look smoother as it exfoliates by sloughing off dead skin cells, making it look brighter. It's been known to help with blood circulation and of course, it increases the efficacy of the lymphatic system. But what is it? Before I tell you, I want to stress that it is probably not a good idea for diabetics. Dry skin brushing is something that many a celebrity swears by and is the act of using a relatively firm bristle brush made for this purpose to brush the skin while it is dry. Repetitive strokes are used which are touted to help tremendously but precautions should be taken to ensure that it is not done on broken or sensitive skin. I do it often and I'm happy with the results. I will link a clip on Facebook if you'd like to know more. Overall, the body losing muscle mass becomes starkly evident too. We will tackle this in more detail next week and it becomes more imperative to exercise in order to build the muscles. 
so many older folk can be seen to look fragile over time as a result. Though it can't reverse aging, exercise certainly can help to maintain a healthier body and enable us to enjoy a better lifestyle for longer. Our bodies are actually superstars, as they have to bear up under so much strain, change and uncertainty. With this in mind, it's not surprising that some women also report uncontrollable fits of rage. They're angry, very angry, and some report being overly suspicious all the time. And it can all reduce one to tears when one least expects it. May I humbly ask you to simply have grace on yourself when going through this. It is not the time to isolate yourself or to be stoic about it. It helps to take some time to practice self-care amid all the bustle of the festive season. While you go the extra mile to serve and express love to your loved ones, please don't forget to make time for yourself or rest when you need to without feeling self-indulgent or guilty. I trust that creating awareness through this podcast will help someone out there, even if it's just letting them know that they're not alone. In fact, every woman experiences at least some of the symptoms. Although there are exceptions, the lucky ones who manage to get off relatively unscathed. But many a woman out there has experienced it, and I believe is giving a helping hand of reassurance to others. But before Christmas is with us proper, I look forward to chatting to you next week. For various reasons, Shakira has dominated headlines this year. She once famously sang, hips don't lie and next week we'll talk hips knees muscles and joints that don't lie hear what they have to say next week tuesday at three o'clock UTC. thank you for lending an ear if you are new consider subscribing and if you feel inclined please leave a review or let me know your thoughts on facebook or twitter